Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Thursday, December 21st, 2017. This is episode 183. Inspect the instruments of your students. In the initial months that any student learns a new musical instrument, there are so many things which need to be considered. Assembling it, caring for it, making the best possible sounds, hand position, coordination between the joints. And that's not even including all the music reading we're going to eventually be doing. But one of the most important things for any competent instructor is to be sure that the instrument is inspected and inspected often. In those first weeks and months, the instructor should be looking at the instruments of the students as frequently as possible. And I know that I myself have occasionally been guilty of focusing on other things and not making absolutely sure that the instruments are in top condition. One of the reasons you want to inspect the instruments at the very beginning is you don't want the instrument to be the reason why the student is struggling. That should never be the reason because a student's not going to really understand if it's really the instrument or it's them. So you want to be absolutely sure that the piece of metal or piece of wood or piece of whatever is in their hands that it is of the best possible quality. Now I know some of you are going to say yes except I have situations where my students or we should even say I guess their families purchase inferior quality instruments. One's off the internet for under a hundred dollars. And quite frankly, specific brands that are bound to break down in a short period of time. Even if that is true, it's important that you know about their instruments. Remember, they're not going to know anything. Or they're going to know very little. Even if they read the initial instructions uh, in the, the first two or three pages of a lesson book or even watch videos online or perhaps even a family member played the instruments, there are always going to be things you as the professional are going to be able to identify. And for students and families out there who are listening to this podcast, I do hope that you use the services of the instructor and allow him or her to 
take a good look at the instrument because that type of spot check could save you a lot of money in the long run. I have had hundreds of instruments over my career which have been in fair to poor condition and ones that are not even worth getting repaired and I've been able to save parents money because the reality of the situation is repair shops even the ones that are uh, highly reputable they're in the business of making money and if you really want something to be repaired they're going to repair it for you and that's important to keep in mind when you're inspecting the instruments things that you should be looking for all the time it's going back to my instructor friends out there for flutes clarinets and saxophones in general you need to be inspecting all of the screws and comparable parts that are literally keeping the entire instrument together. They need to be checked often. Even when you remind the students, and it's good to educate the students on this important information, you need to do it yourself. Hopefully, after you have looked enough, the student's going to start checking on their own and will start to realize when something is about to fall off or something is coming loose on the instruments. So that's critical. In terms of clarinets and saxophones, you need to be spot checking those reeds. You need to be looking at them all the time. Students are notorious for for holding a reed for a long period of time. Meaning, they find a nice reed they really like, they fall in love with it, and they keep on playing on it. And over the course of time, that reed disintegrates. It actually does disintegrate, and I'm sure many of you know that. In addition to the fact that the wood is actually vanishing, and you're, you're going from a size two and a half strength reed to a two now, two to a one and a half because it's been played on for over two months the reed probably has a lot of germs on it i cannot even imagine what would happen if we were to swab out just the reed itself after it's been played over and over and over and for that matter the inside of the mouthpieces as well as the outside should be sanitized and cleaned frequently When it comes to flutes, when it comes to clarinets and saxophones, check the pads every once in a while. Just take a look and see if anything is potentially coming loose or falling off. I have seen with brand name instruments, excellent, excellent quality instruments, I've seen in the third month, pads falling off. Not often, but it does happen. When it comes to brass instruments, check out the water keys. Are the water keys fully intact? If it has a rubber stop 
or it has cork, is it line, uh, aligned appropriately and or is it wearing out? If either of those things are happening, you need to get a, a replacement immediately. You don't want that to get worse. With any valved instrument, the valved brass instruments, you should be inspecting the valves. Should be making sure that nothing crazy is going on. Every once in a while, take the valves out. Take a look inside. In terms of slides on the brass instruments, make sure that they're moving. Some of you might laugh when you hear that right now because you might have that instrument where the slides are all stuck right now. And I'm not going through all different ways of doing this. You just need to be aware of it. Because if you're not even aware of it and you're not actively inspecting and looking to do this as often as possible... What happens over the course of time with all of these instruments is the condition is just going to get worse and worse and worse. The parts are going to erode and the repair is going to become that much more time intrinsic, hence costly. And the worst thing of all, even worse than the cost, is the amount of time that the instrument has to go under the proverbial knife. You don't want to be in a situation where your only tuba player who has is playing on the only school tuba now has to send the instrument out and the music store where you send your instruments for repairs and such is backed up and will not be able to finish all the work for two weeks. What is the student going to do all that time? There's only so much mouthpiece playing that can be done. There's only so much note reading in a, in a music book that can be done. These are all of the reasons that the inspection needs to occur. So it's kind of a twofold thing. You need to educate your students, but you also need to make sure to stay on top of it yourself. And is it hard? Oh, absolutely. I have been so guilty over the course of my career in not checking the instruments constantly. Because, well, music teaching life gets in the way. And we have other things and, that we have to worry about. But this is such an important piece of the puzzle. Making sure that all of the instruments, whether they're school instruments, they are rented instruments, or the students own the instruments that you as the musical expert are constantly looking them over for any imperfections, for anything that they need to know, and then go on to even educate the parents. And stress to, the, stress to your parents and students to bring the instrument to you or to have a certified technician look it over. Nobody should be attempting to do repairs on their own. It's one of the most foolish things that a person could do. Because I leave you with this one funny story when it comes to inspecting instruments. The one sound that I cannot stand 
when it comes to any instrument is the sound of a brass player taking their hands and hitting the cup of the mouthpiece with the hand. And they get that funny popping sound that goes through the instruments, which they think sounds great. Well, they'll, they're not going to think it's so great when the mouthpiece gets stuck. And this happened to one of my students. One of my students, this was a long, long time ago. And the student kept on hitting it over and over, and it got stuck. Foolishly, his father, instead of allowing me to inspect the instrument in this particular case, thought it would be a great idea to do his own repair on the mouthpiece. And some of you know where I'm going with this. What he proceeded to do was grab a pair of pliers... He put the instrument itself into a vice. So the vice actually, it was, I guess it must have been like a vice for a, for a, a workstation in his basement. And he had the instrument held. He attached the pliers to the mouthpiece. Here's what wound up happening. He destroyed the mouthpiece on the outside because the entire mouthpiece was completely nicked up. He didn't bother to put a cloth over the mouthpiece as he was taking the mouthpiece off. So the instrument on the, the exterior of the mouthpiece was completely destroyed to the point where if you were to touch it, you would cut your finger. And because the, the, the metal was exposed, you were potentially going to need a tetanus shot if you got just the right cut. But even worse, the mouthpiece came off. Oh, it came off all right. It came off with the lead pipe. The lead pipe snapped off of the brace and came off with the mouthpiece. True story. And I have the proof because when the student graduated from high school, they gave it to me as a gift. I have it at home. Uh, the point is to continue with the education process to educate the students and the parents, but educate them enough to know what the limits are and that you are the expert and you're only too happy to look this over. I don't know of any music teacher that's going to be aggravated because you're coming to them to have them inspect the instrument. I've never seen that before. Even, even cranky music teachers I've met in my life, when you give them an instrument, they don't get aggravated about having to, to, to fix the instrument. Uh, music, musicians, just the way that we're wired, we're, we're uh, able to do it and willing to do it. Doesn't mean we always love to do it. I got to be perfectly honest, as my French horn players know, I do not enjoy restringing a French horn. But I would much rather do it rather than they try to do it and all of the levers... Uh, wind up being lopsided as they uh, are restringing. I hope this information has been helpful to you. I hope that you're going to be a little more proactive with checking these instruments because you can really save time, save money, and make your whole program more effective for everyone by cutting down the amount of time uh, and, and effort and energy on repairs. As always, if you can 
pass the the episode on to others, uh, share it with others. Uh, that's of course my always my uh, favorite form of flattery. As with other podcasters, uh, we do this for free. We do it because we love doing it. We're passionate about podcasting. And uh, as always, I appreciate you tuning in. Please feel free to check out uh, many other episodes, which you can find helpful to you, especially if you are a teacher in the early years of your budding career. All the best to you in Musicland.